message and get wildly paid to be you. My name is Eva G and I'm a human design business coach and I'm obsessed with helping you drop all of the shoulds and build your divine legacy by aligning to your true desires, being in your zone of genius and leveraging your human design. I want you to step onto the path of least resistance and a path filled with pleasure and enjoyment. I have done it, others have done it, so it's absolutely possible. How? This is what I will uncover in this podcast. So let's dive in. So welcome to the Breakthrough Insights show, Maria. It is my pleasure to have you, really. And I love that we're doing this episode with someone who's so knowledgeable about human design and gene keys, because you're going to be the one who's going to be illuminating all of the things uh, in your chart that are aligned with what you are doing and who you are being um, and how you're getting paid to be yourself. So first of all, (laughs) thank you so much for having me. That's what I wanted to say. It's an honor to be here. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's an honor to have you and and pick your brain and go Sherlock on your business. This is my ultimate joy. (laughs) My first question is, um, what do you do? What's the difference that you're making, the transformation that you're bringing or the solution that you're offering to people? Yes. Yes. Great questions. So I'll just say really quick what I don't do, which is I don't do anything that normal human design people do. I don't do readings. I don't do coaching. I don't really teach human design. Uh, But what I do do working with these systems is I teach on the more very practical level. I teach individuals how to start reading businesses using human design and gene keys. That's one of my uh, fun products that I created this year. And then Mm -hmm. my biggest, like most fun project is the ultimate kind of all-encompassing human design and gene keys database journal wikipedia hybrid that i created which is the only database that i know of that actually blends these systems together human design and gene keys and i also bring in a little bit of astrology in there as well and allows you to also journal and track and edit all the things that you are learning so really the thing that i do is i use my six planets in Capricorn in the 12th house and organize really spiritual systems in a really practical way uh, so that people can really engage with them uh, on a daily basis. So you geek out and share that with us. That's it. (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. And as a, you know, as a two five, you know, my unconscious line five saw that I could do something better, right? That's what the unconscious line five does. It learns by seeing something and seeing hey, I could probably do this better. (laughs) And then my line two is like, I understand all of this stuff. So now let me just put it together for you so you can understand it too. Beautiful. And you also got got the gate uh, 58 in your route, which is always, you know, obsessed with improving things. I got the same one. Uh, oh wait, and, I actually oh, don't no, have gate sorry, 58. Sorry, no, 38. No, it was it was a 38. Sorry, sorry. No, no my mistake. My mistake. Oh, You're good. But, yeah, but also the 44. I was going to mention this later on in the episode. You got the gate 44 both in your unconscious Mars, which in Gene Keys, for those who don't know, is basically your vocation, and you have it in your conscious Jupiter. So it is in in some ways about you know seeing those patterns, right? So, you know, did you use that as well? How are you using this, this Mars and this uh, Jupiter placement? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly right. The unconscious Mars is vocation. Jupiter is a pearl. So 
44 is really important for me. Uh, and the way that I kind of used it was, and the way that I used gate 44 a lot of the time is by spotting trends, right? That is what gate 44 does. It spots the trends. It uses this intuition to spot the trends for the tribe, to look at, you know, past, uh, demand current supply and past mistakes and see what we can improve and so some of the things that was pointed out to me actually by a coach was the fact that I picked up on like notion the system that I built my product the compendium on the big mm. database and I picked that up super quickly this is a brand new like app it's only really been around for a, a short time so gate 44 is in the channel the entrepreneur and it's funny now saying the story it's like I always used to see that channel and be like, oh, like I wish I had the other side of the channel, right? Gate 26. <laughs> and I never realized that I have half of the channel like because I was always so focused on the fact that I didn't have the whole thing. It almost felt like I didn't have any of it, but really I have, I have half of it, which is like plenty uh, and I have two activations there. And so what Gate 44 does is it's the trend spotter, right? It's the intuitive awareness of what the tribe needs. Um, you know, what are the past like things that we've done, mistakes, right? One of the fears of, of, the spleen in, in gate 44 is the fear of repeating past mistakes. And mm. so the kind of trend that I spotted was like the, the app notion that I built my, my product, the compendium on, it's a brand new app. It's only really been around for a few years. And I immediately saw it and was like, I could sell something like, or not even sell something because it wasn't even, I didn't even think of selling in the first time. It was like, I could create something really amazing for me. That's what I, that's what I created the compendium for. I created it for myself. Um, and then I was like, oh my God, I bet other people would like this too. I could sell this. And that's kind of where, where that went. But, and it's funny because ever since I launched the compendium, I've seen at least two other people launch human design and notion stuff. Uh, who follow me and so it's just been like this trend spotting kind of and then now starting a you know trend spotting and starting the trend right I spotted the trend and then started the trend because I spotted it earlier or created it or however you want to uh, phrase that so mm -hmm. yeah I absolutely absolutely use uh, gate 44 um, although it was it was kind of difficult for me to see it in this one it was very clear when I was doing self-trust and intuition coaching because that is what mm -hmm. gate 44 is about is about trusting yourself uh, so that was very clear that, that was I was using that in my vocation, but then when we kind of transitioned it into this more database like world, it was like, oh, I spotted a trend, right? It's not just about mm -hmm. trusting yourself anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I yeah. use it. I love it. And yeah, I mean, I would love to kind of investigate what you're doing in your business and, and how you're basically being paid to be yourself and build a business on your terms, right? And succeed with that. So what other stuff do you feel like you, like has unlocked um, the next level for you? What is it that you aligned yourself to? What were those things that you were paying attention to in, in your uh, gene keys and in your human design? I mean, first of all, you're a pure manifesting generator, right? So you have that 3420 channel and you also have the beautiful 5720 channel. Um, so, and also, you know, you have this beautiful gate of ambition, um, in your, <laughs> which is, yeah, Capricorn, um, yes. and it's also in your Mercury and you also have, uh, the gate one in your Mercury. Like, what are those things that you were like, wait, I can use this and here's how I'm going to use it. And then here's what I'm going to do for my offers with that. And then here's what I'm going to do for my content with that. And here's what I'm going to do for my sales with that. So yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great, uh, great question. So there's so much to dive into with this. So I'll actually start with something that you haven't mentioned yet, which is 
the one of the biggest, biggest things for me. And it's funny because it took me a while to find it because it's kind of more into the weeds of the human design stuff is actually my motivation. I knew so, it. I knew you were going yeah. to mention that. <laughs> okay, take us there. Well, you knew it. Yeah. So, so as a resonant profile, right. I'm a two, five, we're not, we're kind of few and far between these, you know, one, fours, two, fives, three, sixes, and then six, threes, five, twos, and four ones. And all of us kind of share the same thing, which is we have the motivation of innocence, right. And innocence motivation is like not a motivation. That's literally how Ra described it, but it's really, uh, kind of just a surrender to, to your inner child and the transfer motivation, which is kind of like the not self or the, you know, the shadow of this motivation is the line three motivation of desire of wanting to be a leader. And so whenever I try to be a leader, or in this case, like try to set a trend or something like that, it really, I'm not, I'm not coming at my problem from the correct motivation. So innocence motivation, Mm -hmm. what it really gave me was number one, an explanation as to why I'm so like obsessed with, I don't know, like play, I guess is, is really like, and like really innocent play. Like I like animal crossing, like Disney yeah. music, like <laughs> that kind of very innocent play in my life and why it's still something that I keep coming back to and back to and back to. And what that looked like in my business was like, Oh, I don't have to try to be a leader. I don't have to try Like, it's actually a good thing for me to, release that need to which is hard right with having mm-hmm. gate 54 five times in your chart as your <laughs> conscious son like okay this person who wants to be really ambitious and wants to be noticed by the tribe right and I have the full channel mm-hmm. right 3254 so it's very consistent it's conscious it's unconscious it's there it's here it's everywhere right um but there was a really there was a release of pressure of like oh I can be super ambitious but it's it's for me. It's for me to have fun. It's like, mm-hmm. just for me. It's not, I don't have to try to be this like super big leader. So essentially what that looked like in, in a really practical sense was like, what do I want to do? I want to play around with data all day. Like that sounds really <laughs> fun. I want to see all the connections between human design and gene keys and astrology. I even have like the hexagrams like mapped in there. I have astrology degrees just in case I ever go take a really intense astrology course and learn about the degrees. I already mapped them in there for myself, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm giving that to people obviously who, who purchase it. And it was just me playing with this data and really playing with this app and being like, what could I build out of this? And, you know, it's been a, yeah. I haven't even released it yet. And it's been a super successful pre-launch. Um, yes. And that has, yeah. And that has translated to a few other things that I've done Two other things that have just felt like play, like fun readings on repeat. The reading course was, was also one of those. But yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. I wanted just to say like, you know, that it really relates back to the, the line too, as well in your profile, right? Like really following what lights you up. What is your zone of genius, right? And really leaning into that and doing it kind of for yourself right you're immersed in your own play you know in your own genius and enjoying it for yourself right and so it, it kind of relates to that as well so if someone doesn't have you know the innocence motivation uh just the line too you know is really connected to that as well and yeah, yeah. for sure I would totally agree I would totally yeah. agree to that yeah and then you um you took that and and really like the next step kind of unfolded from there, right? You kind of pre-launched the, the compendium, right? And then from there, now I saw you launching the readings on repeat, right? And teaching others how to do that. And you have more uh, defined channels than, than open channels in your chart. So those are places where we, from which we kind of teach, right? Where we give, you know, all, all this energy. 
So I see you definitely, you know, um, enjoying teaching and sharing your wisdom, right? Um, yeah. Anything else and that, that you want to say around that? Yeah, uh, that it's funny because readings on repeat was very much uh, my line five in full force because I was just kind of like, I just want to give people answers. Like, I don't, I don't, you don't need to think about this. Like, here's how you link Stripe to Calendly. Like, it's not <laughs> hard. I will teach you how to do it. That's what my line five like really likes to do. It's just like, oh, you want the answer? Like, here's the answer. Like, I'm just going to show it to you. And what I realized for myself as a line five is that my dream coaching program is where I just watch someone in their process and I just sh like shadow somebody in their business. And I was like, oh, I can create that. Like I can create that for other people. And that's what that, that's what that, that, you know, readings on repeat courses about is like, here's my entire process as to how I launched and scaled and then moved on from a reading business. And now I'm going to teach you all the things that I did and the templates that I use and all the things so that you can have the answers and not have to go and get them like I did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it again, it just goes back to that as well, like the Capricorn stellium obsessed in me. Cause it's interesting because my human design chart would not say that I'm an organized person, right? It's like a single <laughs> definition, Manny Jen quad, right? Right. Like, you know, yeah. that says, Oh, fun, play flow, like what innocence, motivation, fun, play flow, whatever. But then you look at my astrology and I have six planets in Capricorn, right? And, and they're in the 12th house of like spirituality and XYZ. And I love to be organized and I love to have process and I love to have systems. And so, and I know that that's valuable for people because some people are way too in like the feminine and the flow and they don't have any systems to kind of support them in their business. And I was mm -hmm. like, here's all these systems, right? Here's my Capricorn mm -hmm. stellium providing you with the processes, the masculine structure to your business so that your feminine can feel safe to flow and do her thing in her readings and xyz so yeah that's why i love looking at astrology as well right because it's it's very connected for those who don't know each gate so each actually each um sign in the zodiac actually contains within it um six gates right which are kind of like the way that i explain it is that you know like you have the Capricorn energy, right? But there's that's a really big spectrum, right? There are different types of Capricorns. Of course, you got other planets and other things happening there to make it more specific, right? But in human design, under the Capricorn, you have, you know, six gates. So there are more specific expressions of this Capricorn energy, right? So, anyways, I love to like then go and kind of go back into the macro from the micro, which is the gate, right? And go into like, okay, what is going here? Or what is going on here with your astrology, right? And how can we extract some insights from there as well and then pull it all together to get this one you know huge picture which for me personally as a as a coach is extremely important so that i can really quickly understand and um like who the client is and what kind of energies and states of consciousness they might be in right and then kind of work with that and use that as a starting point instead of wasting you know four or five sessions on uncovering all of that <laughs> like really going deep into your chart and it's like okay this is you know now you tell me like how has this all manifested in your life right we see this again this spectrum of energy in your chart now you tell me on top of that what are your you know real life experiences and skills and things like that right yeah no I totally agree that's also why I put astrology in the compendium because of, of yeah, exactly that. that it's like yeah it's like there's so many okay, sure. Like it, it, it helps, it helps both ways to understand it, right? It helps astrologers to 
be more in depth, but it also helps human design people to know that, you know, gate 23 is Taurus. Like that makes that, that mm-hmm. helps you to understand that further. Um, so yeah, no, I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. love mixing it all together. <laughs> <laughs> so the other question that I wanted to ask you about, like really running your, your soul led business is, well, a couple of them actually. Um, the, the one that I love is around content, you know, and your message and, you know, have you used anything from your chart to kind of guide you there? Um, you know, and how do you, like, how do you express yourself? You know, is it in alignment with your design or, or are you just kind of following, you know, your intuition or something like that? How does that work? Yeah, good question. So before you were talking about my channels and for sure all the, like the only gate that I have to find in my throat is gate 20, gate of the now. And I have two channels, 3420, which is the gate of charisma or the the channel of charisma. So power in the now. So that's the manifesting generator channel, responding sacrally, manifesting in the now. And then 5720 is intuition in the now. So that's called the brainwave. Um, so my most fun ways to do content are things like this, like live, uh, I can respond in the moment, I can intuitively say stuff in the moment, right? Because when I'm in the now, right now to you, I'm responding to your questions, right? So gate 34 mm-hmm. is being activated. And then what I do a lot of the time with 5720 is what I would like say feels like quote unquote channeling, but it does feel like that in the sense of when I'm talking in the now, things just drop in intuitive things just start to come up. And I, that's why I used to do, that's one of the things that I loved doing readings a lot in is that I would understand the human design and gene key system so much more because things would intuitively pop up in the now. So how that translates to content is like lives. Instagram lives are super fun. I don't do enough of them now, but um, you know, and it sucks that the, the algorithm, so to speak, doesn't necessarily push them out so far, but, or so much, but every time I do a launch, I do a live, like, so I'll be opening up the compendium soon again for pre-order and I will do a live to celebrate that and talk about it and X, Y, Z. And it's really fun for me. I know that you and I connected on Clubhouse initially. Yeah. Also stories, right? Stories are also a good thing to do in the now. I just coached another manager friend of mine who's a 3420 who was like rehearsing all of her stories and editing them afterwards. And I was like, no, what are you doing? Just post them in the moment. And she finally, she sent me a message this morning saying she did that. It felt really good. And so stories are a great thing I can do in the now. Sometimes reels also are kind of like, you know, intuitive, like, oh yeah, let's shoot. I see a sound and I'm like, oh, I could make this kind of video with this sound. So that's fun, but it's still not necessarily in the moment. But yeah, Clubhouse was fantastic for this. And I got a lot of success on Clubhouse, but then I had to kind of drop it because it was too many, too many social medias at the same mm-hmm. time. Other than that, I lean on systems too, right? Because I can't just be showing up in the now all the time. Like, yeah, you, you actually can, but I desire to have a little bit more consistency in my, uh, in my business and like grow more consistently and have things coming out more consistently. And so I implemented systems for that. So Right now I'm like 27 gates deep into the 64 (laughs) gates of the, of all, you know, all the 64 gates. And I have a social media manager doing most of that work. Like she has a template, she duplicates the template, she -hmm. writes in all the information. She has access to like a mini version of, of just the gates database of the compendium. So she can just see things like the channel name and XYZ and she puts that all together for me. And then the day that it goes out or a couple of days before it goes out, I write about the gates. And obviously she doesn't know. I write about the actual gate and write about my experiences with the gates. And it's like, I have like 64 carousels that I had to do kind of minimum work for, you know, yeah. which is sweet. Yeah. yeah. And, and, very sweet. 
yeah, it's freaking sweet. So, and I, and I love that. And there's so much more I can do, you know, with like, I can do the channels with that. We can do, you know, so many more things like that. Um, yeah. you know, so I have both, I have systems that support me when I'm not like responding or feeling good in the moment to, to create content. Cause I don't want to create content out of not a good energy. So we have a exactly. system to put that in place. And then all the other times that I'm feeling good in the moment, I create things like lives, which then my social media manager cuts up and turns into reels of things, whoops, sorry, of things that I say uh, live. Um, and then yeah. stories and sometimes reels live are, are fun too. Yes, I love that smart work. That's, that's what I'm all about. Like, why make it hard? Why not get a social media manager? Why not get some support, right? And a lot of times, us women, for some reason, I mean, for the reason that we are used to being everything to everyone, right? The mother, the, the career woman, you know, the cook and the cleaner and the everything, right? And we need to handle it all. And we're used to doing it all on, on our own. And we don't really outsource a lot. And, you know, a lot of women that I worked with, like, were kind of scared to outsource, you know, because they thought that they would not, you know, have to manage the person and like, what do I do here? What do I do there? So they were reluctant to outsource, right, and delegate things. But when they did, it liberated so much of their energy. So they were really in a high vibe state, right? And, you know, because of that support, things were more consistent and they felt more light. And that actually, you know, manifested more of their desires much faster because they liberated the energy, right? Instead yeah, of going no, in too many completely. directions and like really dispersing their power, right? And the other thing that I just wanted to mention um, with, with uh, also that I've noticed with some people who have this um, channel um, and the gate 20, right? In the throat and in the now, like I love to, to tell my clients that you don't have to create content or just create content right? The, the beautiful thing is that you can document your journey, you know, when you're selling something like coaching, right? When you're selling a transformation that you embody, right? Or even knowledge that you embody, um, you can document what's going on. And I always say to people that you can relate everything back to what you do and how you help people. Because in mm -hmm. every moment, if you're just very self-aware, you can realize how what you are doing or the conversation that you're having with your partner or, you know, you just being tired and going out, you know, for a, for a walk to energize yourself or to ground yourself or whatever it is, that all can be shared as a piece of content and a really powerful one if you just give it two seconds of thought, right? <laughs> and you can illuminate something for someone like, hey, you know, um, how, how much do you allow yourself to have pleasure throughout the day, even if you haven't checked off everything up off your to-do list, right? Do you allow yourself pleasure? Do you allow yourself to calm your nervous system down? You know, all of those things you can communicate from just one action that you're taking in the moment or just being, right? So mm -hmm. in that kind of way, it's also like just really paying attention, being self-aware and, and really being devoted to helping your people and then thinking like, how can this thing that I'm doing right now serve my people, help them, right? As if they are sitting next to me on the couch, right? And I wanted to share something beautiful with them, a beautiful insight, right? 
for sure. And that's a skill, you know, that takes time to be, to, to mm-hmm. have that thought and be like, oh, I could share this now. It just takes practice, you know, cause normally mm-hmm. you don't document normal people who aren't <laughs> internet <laughs> business owners don't really document their life. And so it's okay if it's not like a natural reflex for you to do that, but it, it is yeah. valuable. And if you can get into the practice of it, then it's a really great way to just turn your life into quote unquote content, but actually yeah. useful and inspirational and helpful content. Yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to ask you, you know, is um, regarding sales with an open heart. So uh, because Mm. 70% of the population has an open heart, right? And even me, I have a defined heart and I've struggled with, you know, self-worth. And uh, if we have it open or undefined, we feel like we are not enough there. And we don't have this kind of... um, how, how would I just say it, like stable um, access, you know, to, to self-worth, you know, we're more fluctuating there. So, you know, how do, how do you navigate that having a business, right? Because one of the biggest things is really, you know, seeing yourself as worthy of putting something out there and seeing yourself as worthy of receiving, right? And also the conditioning of it being, you know, you're working to prove yourself and to prove something, especially when you have a defined route like you do, it's under constant pressure to do something. And this pressure can really go into your open or undefined centers, right? And into the conditioning there. And it overrides your um, authority, right? Your inner decision-making, your inner compass. And instead of you going for what you truly desire and what you're being led to, you're going for the shoulds, you know, well, yeah, I can go there but what if it doesn't work or I should actually be doing this this is you know statistically more efficient or something like that right so you're overriding it and going into the conditioning in this case trying to prove yourself or the other um, end of the spectrum there being I don't want to brag and feeling like everything is braggy you know and not wanting to sell right so tell us about selling with an open Mm -hmm. or undefined hearts Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been, it's definitely been a journey in the sense that it's just taken some time. It's taken time and and practice. And for me, I definitely have fallen into the trap of like, oh, I need to do more for this offer to prove myself or to prove that it is valuable. So that looks like overextending myself with clients, like doing, doing way more than I had like promised, you know, in the, in the coaching program or whatever. Mm, That's Um, also the open head, right? The savior complex of the open head, like always wanting to answer everyone's questions and also the line five, you know? So it's, it's, it's a lot of things in the chart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of things. And I will say too, innocence motivation was a big reason why I stopped doing coaching um, as well. And why I was like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to like lead people, you know, cause it, cause it was just, it's not an alignment for me. Um, so, and I still am a great coach and I can support people in like a coaching sort of capacity, but it's not something that I really plan on doing like a lot of in the future, uh, only really under like very particular circumstances, but mm-hmm. um but yeah, so, so yeah, lots of reasons why, you know, could possibly overextend myself, but it just really uh, took enough times of doing a lot of work and then feeling resentful because I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't receiving like what was a fair exchange. And that's never the client's fault, obviously. It wasn't like I was like mad at them for making me do it. It was just like res- resentful of the experience of like, okay, I've definitely 
I definitely put myself here and, uh, you know, get it. Yeah. Essentially just having enough times of being like, you know what, this doesn't feel good. And I know that if I had actually charged what I thought that I wanted to charge, or if I had like, I don't know, just, I don't know if I ever necessarily had the thought, oh, I should have charged more, but just this doesn't feel good. And like, how can I not, how can I avoid this like Mm -hmm. next time, you know? And, you know, recently I, uh, so one of the questions that you asked me earlier was like, how do I get paid to be myself? And I just made a super hilarious sale just out of the blue on something that like, I'm not selling or promoting or, but somebody asked me about. And I, it was, it was one of, it was a moment related to this where I looked at everything and I looked at the prices that I was doing and I was like, that's an undefined heart price. I was like, what would a defined heart like friggin' price this at? And I was like, double it. Let's double this. You know what I mean? This is actually <laughs> what it's worth. And then when I sat with that new price, I was like, yeah, this is what this is worth. Like I have put dozens of hours into this like IP that this person is wanting to buy from me. Like they don't, they, why would I just give it for a couple hundred dollars? Like it doesn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. it just, it's just a lot of times. Um, yeah. Just to kind of wrap it up in a more succinct way. It's been a lot of hindsight, hindsight as to when I charge undercharge for something. And then hindsight, even after putting a price on something and being like, hang on a second, how does that actually feel? How do I actually want to like be received in this? And there's been plenty of times where I've, the, the thing that I'll say about my undefined heart is that I have gate 51 in there and that's mm-hmm. my purpose. And what, how it manifests is oh, if I just shock all these people with how crazy these bonuses are, then they'll totally buy it, you know? And it's, and then it'll totally be worth it, you know? And I've definitely, I've definitely done that. Um, and then other times it's been like, oh, I don't need to shock people. Like I don't, it is, these bonuses don't need to be so shocking. Everything doesn't have to be a surprise. Like it's okay <laughs> for it to be something that just is worthy because it is, you know? So not, the last thing I'll say about it is not having to prove why and not having to give myself like logical proof as to why something is worthy but really just seeing as like it is just worthy because it is because logically it is and I don't need to prove it um has been super useful as well um and yeah the biggest one of the biggest things that I've that I've played with that is just the energy of receiving and the feminine kind of lean back of like I'm just gonna lean back and just see what see what happens I with the with the sales piece specifically I tend to play a lot in the energy of surprise and delight. Um, and it's, it makes sense. It's an undefined center, right? Reflectors are, their signature is surprise and delight. So it's kind of like, okay, how can I be surprised and delighted by my worth? So a recent thing that I did when I launched readings on repeat is I booked a very extravagant spa day during the week <laughs> of the launch. Cause I was like, I'm going to get myself into feminine receiving mode. I'm obsessed with spas. That's like my Capricorn again, coming out, love, love luxury. And it's just something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to just have a super luxurious spa day in the middle of a launch. And uh, I woke up that morning to pay in full, went to the grocery store, not the grocery store, the freaking dog store to go buy some dog food. <laughs> As I was pulling out my phone to do Apple Pay, I saw a pay in full come through again. I was like, sweet. So then I paid for the dog food and then I got to the to the spa and I was like, can you add a facial to that? You know, because I had just <laughs> gotten these all these pay in fulls and then I and sales continued to come in during that day. And it was just this energy of surprise and delight. And like I already knew that I was going to have the spa day, but then I was able to add like a facial on top because it just felt so abundant from like having all these like painfuls on the, in one day. Um, and that's yeah. really, and that's worked really well for me and, and, uh, and it continues to happen. I just kind of expect, I expect to be surprised and delighted by the sales Ooh. that come in. And I Ooh. always am. 
I love that. So I, I just want to build on that with a couple of things um, before we go into the pleasure piece, right? And, and manifesting with that. Uh, I just want to go into your line too, as well, for anyone who has it, like me personally, I'm a two four, right? So when it comes to self-worth, even though I have a defined heart, I was like stuck in, in this place of like, I'm not worthy, right? I'm not measuring up because I left architecture to go into marketing, right? So it was like, you know, imposter syndrome, hello. And like <laughs> the line too doesn't really see its worth, you know? It doesn't really see its genius because to us, what we know, what we do, who we be, right? And how we perceive the world and all of that really feels very obvious. And I've noticed that I go through life and I'm like, well, that's obvious. How would you not know how to do that? And how would you not know how to do that? And then I'm really shocked when people don't know some things that are are like really basic, not talking about business, but like in life in general, right? Yeah. You know, scared to change the light bulb. You know, I was shocked to hear, you know, that some people are scared to change the light bulb. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell, right? You know, so stuff like that. And for me personally, I actually needed kind of someone outside who I respect to tell me um, that I am massively worthy. So I was very lucky to work with a woman who has been in business for 20 years and has worked with Fortune 500 companies who had a conversation with me, you know, and she really loved me and experienced some of my work. And she was like, Eva, you're crazy you've got, you know, major dysmorphia around your gifts and everything. You are incredible. You are at the level of the chief marketing officers in some of these companies, you know, that I'm working with, like, you are amazing. You know, why are you playing small? Right. Mm -hmm. And I needed her to actually reflect that back to me and tell me that. And not, you know, not anyone, not anyone, you know, not my partner, not my friends, not my family, because they're not in business. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, you think I'm awesome, but someone else, right. you know, in my industry wouldn't, I needed someone like her. And that really skyrocketed my confidence. The other thing I created even a little, um, a little secret podcast episode. So I have a little secret podcast called Expansion Keys. Um, I'll be letting you know mm. how to sign up for that. I mean, it's, it's in the links in my bio. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, it's not so yeah. secret. <laughs> not so secret, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, but it's not really like, you know, public and everywhere so that anyone can find it. You know, you got to sign up for my emails and get it. Um, mm, but I, I talked today, I actually recorded a little episode there talking about how comparison is actually healing and uplifting and how mm. actually there's three ways to go about comparison the first one is the, the bad one that is basically pulling you down into you know lack and i'm not good enough and all of that right but then if you shift your perspective around that you can understand that what you are comparing yourself to and what you're assuming that this person is or has right that that is helping them get the results that you want to get this is something that your soul wants to go into, right? So, you know, you mm -hmm. um, you observe someone really being in that they're feminine and working 10, 15 hours per week while you're working, you know, 10 uh, per day, right? And you're like, oh, I envy her for that. Well, it's a clear sign from your, you know, inner child to go in that direction, and it's pulling you towards that. It's showing you your desires, right? And it's illuminating where you are misaligned, right? So that's one thing. 
you know, and then the other thing is that you can really now connecting it back to the heart, right? That you can really compare yourself to others in a, in a really good way. What I've unfortunately uh, learned throughout my seven years in this, you know, online space and, and marketing and business, I've taken so many courses from others. And 98% of the time, I was very disappointed in like how they were teaching or what they were teaching and what they were giving. I knew that there was more that they could give, right? And through that, I was like, wait, they're not giving this. I would give that. I would help my clients more. They're you know, not doing this and not doing that. And this, I see that this is crucial because I knew that it was crucial for me, right? And so with that, I was comparing myself and saying, wait, this person whose course, course you just got is earning seven, eight figures per year. And they are really like not delivering massively. And they're still succeeding and people are still happy and leaving, you know, amazing testimonials. What the hell are you doing? You know, why are you afraid that this thing that you've got is not good enough? When obviously you can see all of these ways that this thing can be better. And you know that when you've given it to your clients, you know, it, it, it you know, really unlocked so much for them. Right. And so in that kind of way, you cannot, you know, compare yourself. This is what we do all of the time, but we can shift how we do that. Right. And do it in a way that is helping us, you know, follow our desires aligned to something and really compare ourselves in, in, a, in a good way. Right. To notice that, hey, you know, this person is amazing and they're having amazing results. I can have that, too. And, you know, here's how I'm amazing and how I can get there as well. I completely agree. No, I completely agree. And, and the term that I would use for that is the it's a to be magnetic term, which is expander, right? So when someone's triggering yeah. you like that, they're actually expanding you to see yeah. that it's possible for you to reminding you that, yeah, it, it is actually something that your soul craves and desires. And that's why you're being so triggered by it. Yes, absolutely. So that was, that was a huge insight for me since we're talking about breakthrough insights, right? I was noticing <laughs> actually when I was observing someone like four years ago, that I was like, wait, the only reason why I admire, you know, this person and, and what they're doing is because I want to do the same thing, but I'm not, Yep. you know, and then I sat down and I'm journaled around that and I shifted so many things and realigned, right? And it, I kept doing that and aligning and realigning. So it was, it was really illuminating. Yeah, yeah. the, the most, oh, <laughs> I was just going to say the most recent time that I did that was looking at a bunch of really cool rainbow gradients that I had bought. And then I was like, I can't use these. My brand's black and white. And then I was like, that's exactly why I'm going to use them because I was like wanting to use these rainbow gradients and seeing them going around the internet. I was like, I love this look. I think it would fit so well with my brand. Oh, but I can't use them. No, that's a, that thought exactly is why I'm going to use them <laughs> because <laughs> that's triggering me to see that I actually, that's actually something that I want. So anyways, just a little mm -hmm. example of that for myself recently. Beautiful, beautiful. The other thing that I wanted to to mention, you know, based on what you were saying around pleasure, right, and immersing yourself in that, you know, is that it really helps us become magnetic because the feminine is, you know, what what allows this magnetism, right? The feminine is the magnetic one. When you actually immerse yourself in pleasure, you know, you not only do you calm your nervous system down, you shift your energy. So what happens when you are immersed in pleasure um, is that you kind of calm yourself down. You, you calm your nervous system down, right? And so you're not in this overactivated fight or flight um, state, right? And this is where you magnetize. 
So a beautiful little exercise, you know, to really feel the difference in your nervous system, in your energy, in your chakras, is to go and visualize or just go into wanting something, right, that you desire to have, right? Wanting it and going into your body and feeling how it feels to want this, but not have it. And it being, you know, kind of far away, right? You're not yet there versus the feeling and the energy of having it. So when you immerse yourself in, in the situation and you're, you already have it, you can really notice an immediate shift in your, in your energy and your chakras, especially. I can feel a shift in my solar plexus going from contracted and I need to fight for this and all of that, right? How much work do I need to put in and, uh, to like really relaxing, and expanding, right? And my heart opening and, you know, being filled with gratitude that I have this thing, right? So like really immersing yourself in pleasure, right? Is bringing that balance, you know, because a lot of, you know, a lot of my clients have this defined roots and are, you know, constantly in, in, you know, kind of the masculine of doing, 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 even when they think that they are in the feminine, they're still doing something. You know, and rarely are we allowing ourselves to kind of lean back and immerse ourselves in pleasure and do things that actually shift our energy into one of abundance, one of wealth, one of satisfaction, you know, so kind of pulling it back to our signature themes, right, of um, peace and satisfaction and delight and success, right? So for, you know, us manifesting generators and generators, right, it's satisfaction. So what can you do throughout the day that brings you that feeling of satisfaction, right? And how can you lock that feeling in? How can you lock that energy in? How can you remember it and kind of bring it up at will? So whenever you go into this kind of, you know, um, frantic manifesting, you know, and, and, you know, the energy of lack and I got to do and I got to push and like fight or flight, right? to kind of remember to pull yourself out of that and bring up that energy of like already having it, you know, and being in that state of satisfaction. So some things that we do, like your spa day can bring you into that state, right? Of like, mm, I'm happy, I'm taken care of, you know, I'm wealthy, I'm abundant, you know, I'm supported. And with that, you kind of keep radiating that and you <laughs> release all of those blocks and the things and, there we go. They they now like the walls are down and your manifestations and everything that you desire can kind of come to you. So that's my little um, rant about that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And uh, one of the things I'm playing with right now is the gate two transit because uh, I have gate fourteen and gate mm -hmm. two is the gate of the feminine, and so it's activating that energy for me and it's activating my G center. And so I'm playing with all the different a lot of the things that you said are some of the ways that I'm playing and playing with manifestation and receiving as well and just getting into that energy of the feminine and it's been fun to just work on it because gate two is activated right now which is the gate of the feminine so mm -hmm. all the things are kind of clicking together but yeah no I love that yes beautiful I got the full channel so I'm, I'm a lucky one <laughs> definitely yes you everyone, are <laughs> yeah, everyone is like you're very lucky. You don't do much and you manifest so many things, you know, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just that channel. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to, to just kind of um, talk about is your emotional center and your emotional authority. 
and really how you first of all how you're following you know those inner nudges right and responding as the the generator or the manifesting generator that you are right responding and um you know following that sacral initial response but then giving it that time you know with the emotional how was that kind of um how has that transition into doing that helped you and the other thing that I, then I want to talk about just uh, a little bit is about, you know, all of the emotional waves, um, because, you know, 50% of the population have the emotional authority, meaning they have this center defined. And like, depending on which gates you have activated, you go through certain emotional waves. And uh, I can tell you, I've got a lot of gates defined. And I can tell you that um, entrepreneurship is a huge emotional roller coaster. And, you know, um, learning to regulate my emotions, manage my emotions, work with them and, and calm my nervous system down and all of that um, was a game changer, right? So tell us a little bit about following your authority. How has that helped you, um, you know, having the business on your terms and, and having a soul-led business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have the 59.6 channel and it's called channel mating and it's fully unconscious for me. So something to know about that is that's kind of the most steady of the emotional waves. It really just kind of goes up and then plateaus and then goes up again. Uh, and then it's unconscious for me and I don't, <laughs> I don't really feel my emotions. And then somebody else will be like, are you upset? And I'm like, am I upset? And then I'm like, Oh my God, I am upset. But I didn't realize it because I'm not really aware of them. Um, but what helps me with that is talking it out, right? As a single definition, my emotional center is indirectly connected to my throat. And so, and in the now, if I talk out in the moment, I can really process that energy. Um, but the other thing to say about that is it's the channel of mating, right? So it wants to like mate and it wants to make babies, right? I'm not actually excited about making babies, but I'm excited about creating a lot of things. And so although it doesn't necessarily have to do with emotional authority, that channel specifically is one of the ones that wants me to create emotion, like wants me to create stuff and has an emotional reason why. But to talk specifically about the authority and why it's important that it's unconscious for me is that what happens for me is, is what I've learned is that it, I really need more, more, more and more and more and more time than most, most emotional authorities do. Um, not because mine's like very, um, like chaotic because there's some that, that are a little bit more like ups and downs but because mine is unconscious it takes me longer to really understand like if something's going to be correct or not um, but the boon of that is that once I do respond and once it is correct for me it happens in like two seconds so like the readings on repeat course is an example where that idea to create to teach like about and specifically what the idea was to give my reading templates to people, right? Because I had these reading templates that I had made from, you know, all the millions of readings that I had done. And I had this process, as I do, really well organized for myself. And I knew that that was something I could create for people. So I had that idea kind of orbiting around me for a while. Wasn't sure when's the right time. When is it going to happen? Yes, no, I'm not sure. Is it going to be like this? Is it going to be like that? Right? That's the emotional authority processing stuff. And then as soon as there was some spaciousness, right? I said no to a commitment. Uh, that was going to be a super intense commitment and, and had already taken up so much of my time. And finally, I was like, I am done with this commitment. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, there was all this spaciousness. And I made the course in four days and launched it a week later and had a very successful launch. But it was like four months I had, I had had the idea and wasn't quite sure when exactly the right time it was going to be. So for me, what it looks like is, is just that. 
something comes through, I respond. I'm like, ooh, that would be cool. That's a cool idea, right? That sounds fun. I put it in a in a Notion document uh, that has all of my business projects. And then I kind of continuously see it. I look at my business projects often and I'm like, okay, what could I be working on? What's next here? What's next there? And then as soon as the right time happens and the emotional authority is like, yes, and the response is yes, it happens very, very quickly. Um, so that's what it's been like for me. I just need a lot of time to sit with a project before I like go forward. And then it do, it's done in like a week. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the 3420. Like, let's get to it. You're yeah. like, it's really got a lot of manifesting power. So, and, and you're with a defined road, you're very like impatient. So let's like, let's get it over with. Let's yeah. do as much as we can in the moment. Right. So totally. Yeah. So the thing that I love that you mentioned um, is <laughs> that you needed to create space, right? So this is huge because we, especially as manifesting generators, we want to do it all, right? And, you know, even if you're not a manifesting generator, but you're, you know, you have a defined route, you're under this constant pressure, right, to, to do things. You're very driven, right? And you want to go for it. You know, so we can really have a lot of energy leaks right because we go in so many directions especially if you also have an open or undefined head which is very susceptible to the shiny object right you're looking at a lot of people you know doing this and doing that and all of it is like very inspiring and you think that you can go after all of it and then you really spread your energy thin Right. So it's really about, you know, really focusing, really understanding what is truly in alignment for you and then doubling down on that and really putting your power into that. Right. And so for you, what I what I heard there is that you needed to um, like cut out something or, you know, come to an end with something so that you can liberate your energy. Right. And when that energy was liberated, you had more of it to invest into your passion project right and because you were so you know your energy was back and you felt lit up you know you you weren't drained by this obligation or whatever it was right you had this creative energy this life force energy from the sacral that wanted to birth something like you said right the 659 channel right it wanted to create something wanted to birth something so you did that you know so that's that's a beautiful beautiful um example of this so when it comes to also sacral beings right us generators um really understand where you are putting your energy into something that is a should or that you're doing for people pleasing or as an obligation or whatever it is and you really don't want to be doing right and see how can you kind of cut that out of your life or set some boundaries there or do something to kind of reclaim your energy so that you can have it for the things that really really matter right yes totally totally agree and and yeah it's just it's so simple like in the sense that it's like oh I knew all along that this actually wasn't working out I knew all along that I was like forcing this commitment and like wasn't really that excited about it and we make up all these stories about like oh no I have to I have to do it or uh you know some some sense of obligation like you were saying and it's the simplest thing in the world to actually just say no. It's not, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's simple. Um, you know, it's a, it can be difficult to, to cut out those things that you feel like you have to do, you know, even if they're super unsatisfying and frustrating as, as you can imagine. Um, but it is just that simple a lot of the times to kind of free up your energy, to really be 
in, it sounds trite to say alignment, but just in a better space to actually create something that's authentic for you. Absolutely. Especially if you have an open um, emotional center, right? You, you don't want to have those conversations that kind of rock the boat, right? And uh, cause maybe a huge emotional reaction in someone. So often I see people who have the open emotional center um, really kind of shy away from having conversations, right? And setting those boundaries yeah. and doing all of that. So that's just something to really be mindful of uh, if you have it open. And then the, the, the other thing that I wanted to just ask you about um, the emotional center, also with the open heart or the undefined heart in your case, um, going through those emotional waves, you got the gate 30 here, which is in this big collective wave, which it comes to a huge crash, you know, so, you know, how do you manage your emotions, you know, on this, on this big, really journey, you know, when we go into those states of like, everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> and then in the collective wave, it's like, oh, something didn't meet my expectations or I'm disappointed here in myself or others or whatever it is. And then it triggers this wave and you go into a huge crash where you feel this huge despair. Nothing is good. And then coupled with your undefined heart, it's like maybe imposter syndrome or not worthy enough and this and that. And, I'm, you know, open, sorry, undefined head and Ajna, like, I need to be certain about this, and I'm not certain, and, you know, all those things. So how does that manifest for you, and how do you manage your emotions? Because this is a huge, huge thing, and it's a never-ending journey on, you know, in entrepreneurship and in life in general. So what's your, what's your secret here? Yeah, I don't know if I have any, like, groundbreaking, you know, tips, because it feels like, it feels like I'm mostly even keeled. Like I was saying with that source wave, like I'm not, I'm not a cool cucumber, but it feels like I'm mostly, <laughs> my emotions are steady, right? Like I'm mostly excited all Pop the time. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or I'm mostly just like in work mode. Yeah. Speaking of Capricorn all the time, my mom's always, I'm, I'm living with my, my family at the moment, just from a lot of moves this year. And my mom's always like, so what are you doing today, sweetheart? And I'm like, I'm working. What else do you think I'm doing? <laughs> like, I'm working. Like, what kind of question is that? So I'm just kind of like either in work mode or, or just kind of excited about stuff and creating things. Um, but the things that I, that I go to often for, like, if I'm feeling a lot of stuff, it's always some sort of movement of the energy. So what, whether that is physical movement. So going for a walk, dancing, singing is super helpful. Like just like blasting music is like really a nice way to, to move energy for me. Yeah. Or if I need like a bit more kind of like intentionality behind it, I do a lot of uh, EFT tapping. So even if I'm not talking, right. Although the talking is helpful during EFT tapping. So if you, if you're listening and you're like, what is she talking about? It's essentially acupuncture without, with your hands, like not with needles. So you are just pressing on certain pressure points in your body that are known to be energetic meridian points that when you press on them like a little tiny tap they move the energy through your body and so it's a great energetic movement practice and so normally what you do as you tap on these points is you talk and discuss and talk through an emotional situation it's, it's literally called emotional freedom technique that's what EFT stands for so you're talking through and processing out loud as you're soothing your body right with the tapping and so your brain goes oh my god I can talk about this really stressful thing without triggering my nervous system to freak out 
And that's what actually causes the transformation. So I'll do that with talking or sometimes like I did just now before this call, um, I go for a walk and I just tap on the points and I just breathe and just mm -hmm. breathe and like relax. And it feels like, oh, something's either like feeling but like, like bubbling up in me that I need to get this out or it feels like I'm stuck. Like there's some stuckness or some stagnation. Um, and in both, in both cases, I would do tapping movement um, or, you know, dance singing and then never underestimate the power of water, like a shower, a bath, mm -hmm. a hot tub, like warm water and like cleaning your body. Also very helpful <laughs> for, yes. for that kind of stuff. So the other thing that I'll say to this is that there's a bit more to that. I'm just kind of talking about the nervous system piece. Like something that I've done very intentionally this year is to really look at how, like what I'm, how I'm living my life and what I'm eating, how that is affecting my nervous system. So I'm on literally like a hormonal balancing protocol, which is very high in soluble fiber, protein, and vegetables, and it has zero sugar and caffeine. So I don't even like, like, drink coffee like I don't even drink tea you know yeah. um and which sucks because I fucking love coffee and tea but I love how <laughs> I feel way better you know I love that I don't feel like tweaked out and like stressed mm -hmm. out all the time from drinking this stuff I'm struggling with not eating chocolate I will say that I do <laughs> cheat every once in a while because I fucking love chocolate but chocolate has caffeine and sugar and milk in it and all that stuff like kind of tweaks out your nervous system. I'm not saying I'm going to be on this protocol forever, but it was just a very intentional thing of I need to be as grounded and as balanced and my hormones like stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline need to be as managed as possible for me because I want to be at like my peak performance and I want to and I, I also wanted like, you know, all the other health benefits of it like physical improvements. Mm -hmm. um, and that has obviously been a massive support around managing emotions is like eating a diet that supports me and having a very calm and regulated nervous system. It, it all matters, you know, to look at yes. it. You don't have to do it all at once. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I have to change how I'm eating for my emotional center. That's not true. <laughs> you don't have to do it all at once. It's just fun to play with this kind of stuff. You know, it's all, yeah. it's all, it's all a game is my emotional or my, my innocence motivation showing. It's all a game. It's a video game. <laughs> yes. Yes. So my final question here for you before we wrap up is that I mean, you're obviously doing a lot of amazing things and you're really like, I've, I was watching you shift from doing coaching and like using EFT and all of that to, you know, building the compendium and, and launching readings on repeat and everything. I, I can feel the shift in you, right? So I love that you're really running your business in alignment and um, you're doing amazing things. But what are those things that are, you know, that you think that could be better, you know? what are you aiming for next and what do you want to, you know, either refine, elevate, move into, like, what is next for you? Um, always looking to refine content and the content creation game, um, you know, over on Instagram, it's like my main platform, but there's, I want to, you know, be on other places. Like I was saying, I loved Clubhouse and uh, found so much success on there, really, really enjoyed it, but it's just was not working so well with like scheduling and so that's something easy that can also be refined that can be improved it was I mean like I said it was very fun and successful so I want to bring it back just how can I make it so that it does work in alignment with my time and my energy and all of that good stuff um you know what else um 
No, that's a big thing, you know, for us generators, right? We need to be lit up, uh, you know, and really love everything that we're putting out there. So it's really important to look at the things, you know, that we have and that we want to bring people into and to feel out where is that misalignment, right? Does this thing, you know, really excite me? Am I really lit up about this? You know, and I, am I ready to open the doors for this? Or am I not happy about something completely? Because those, even the little things, could kind of block you and like really kind of lower your your frequency in some way right this excitement with which you would be selling you know this thing or you know inviting people into it so yeah I think just just very so small kind of shifts like that there's other offers that I want to create um but again just need the spaciousness and the completion of the compendium in order to be able to move into those so really the the thing that I'm most excited about always with refining is just systems and organization, just having everything feeding into each other, everything super clear content is coming out that is like aligned, but is also easy to, to repurpose and remake. And, and it's always valuable and it always feels good. You know, things like that is what I'm always kind of tweaking and refining. Beautiful. Thank you so much, you know, for sharing everything. And I was like, so if you don't know, Maria is a fast talker and because I'm not a native speaker, I'm like much slower. So <laughs> my main fear for this episode was going to be that she's going to be super fast and I'm going to be super slow, but it was actually perfect. And we went through so much in this episode and I'm super grateful for you and bringing your wisdom and sharing those experiences and stories from the journey and illuminating things, connecting it back to human design and and Gene Keys and all of the magic. So uh, you've already mentioned your compendium and your readings on repeat. Um, people can find you in, on Instagram under by Maria Henning. Anything else that you want to share with them, invite them into, uh, or can we just like wrap this up and let people go to your <laughs> profile and check out everything that you've got going on in here? Yeah, go go check it out. But um, I do have a couple of introductory masterclasses for those of you if you are interested, for example, in human design or in EFT tapping and how I use it. I do have an entire process that I created that you can go check out there. And if you want a reading, we do offer readings as well if you want to learn about your human design too. So those are the only, the only things that I would add to that. Other than that, the community is super fun. Uh, we've got people like Eva in there. It's just a really fun engaged community so just excited that you gave me the opportunity to, to speak on here and meet all your people i'm super excited to have you here and i know that you will be back on here it's like after after <laughs> all of this that you still that i know how much more is in there i i'm definitely you know having you uh, more on the show so that you can share more of your wisdom with us so that's it. yeah there's much there's much more much more behind that so i'd be happy yeah. to come back <laughs> Yes, you haven't seen the last of Maria on this podcast. So, <laughs> till next time, you guys. <laughs> till next time, indeed. Till next time. Thank you so much. Thank you, to everyone, for listening. This was incredible. I, I have a huge smile on my face. This was such a beautiful episode. Maria, I love you. Thank you so much. And, uh, like you said, till next time. <laughs>